Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, I would like to come back to the teaching series called Rejoice Always. I have taught since the camp last year, but I have not finished because I have gone slowly so that you can understand little by little. The teaching today, I will not be able to finish today, but I will continue next time. The title of this sermon called Pleasing the Lord. Pleasing the Lord. Let me read Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 9. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra, the priest and scribe and the Levites, who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep. In other words, do not be sad. Do not be sober or angry. Do not mourn. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. The word of the Lord is so rich, wonderful, and powerful. In that generation, when the children of Israel listened to the words of the law, they were so convicted. The Holy Spirit moved in their heart. As a believer, we need to renew our mind with the word of God all the time. I'm so glad to see that my grandchildren read a few chapters of the scripture every day. We read together in the car while we were on vacation. We read the book of Psalm. We read the book of Daniel. And I was listening to them. It's so wonderful that they read the word and we discuss what we learn from the word of God. The word of God is so powerful. In Nehemiah chapter 8 here, God's people had backslidden. They walk away from the Lord. And they spend the whole day, for many hours, listening to the word of God that was taught by the Levites and the priests. And the priests explained or taught them what they learned from the word of God. But what happened is this. They were so sincere. They really repented. They sincerely repent. You need to understand this. We can be so sincere to God. Yet we may respond to him in a wrong way. Let me repeat one more time. We can be so religious and sincere to God, but we respond to him in the wrong way. Even though we are sincere, but we are so desperate, we're so depressed, we cry and mourn and look sad, we come to church on Sunday, we're so sincere to look at the worship team and we judge them. They don't sing well. I'm mad at them. And we look very serious. We are not happy. We are sincerely judging people and unhappy. And we respond to God in a wrong way. We don't have any faith in God. We don't believe that God can do things even in our imperfect worship. We don't please the Lord. Be careful. Even though we are sincere, we should be careful not to respond to God in the wrong way. We become down, depressed, have a long face. We don't please the Lord if we don't have faith. When we have faith, we rejoice. We smile. We're happy. But when we have doubt, we have wrong attitude, we look sad. We look so depressed. We have to be careful that we don't respond to God in the wrong way. Some believers think that they're so desperate for God. They're so hopeless. And they think that it's okay to look depressed, look unhappy all the time. Every time they come to church, they cry. They look unhappy. They think that they're so religious and so spiritual by being depressed all the time. My brother and sister, we should stop being depressed. We should not be mourning and unhappy all the time because depression is a sign of doubt. And when you have doubt, you cannot please the Lord. How many people want to please the Lord? 
Again, the title of this sermon: Pleasing the Lord. How can you please the Lord? You please the Lord by walking in faith. And when you have faith, you rejoice. The Bible uses the terminology: the joy of faith. When you have faith, you have joy. The children of Israel in the time of Nehemiah were hearing the word of the Lord, and they were convicted. They knew they had backslidden. They wanted to repent. They wanted to come back to God, but they responded to God in a wrong way. When you face the truth, when you hear the truth, you can respond to God two ways. One is in doubt. God, I could not make it. God doesn't love me. God doesn't care about me. I don't think I can be a good Christian. I'm going to give up and then cry and cry and cry. That is the walk without faith, walking in doubt. Another way to respond is to say, "Yes, God, I repent. I believe you can help me." After you cry for a couple minutes, you turn around, you laugh. Yes, God, I can be a better Christian. God, you can help me by the power of the Holy Spirit. Some Christian look at themselves as a pitiful person. Being pitiful is a sign of doubt, hopeless, desperation, lack of faith, and feeling sorry for themselves. All these things are the sign of unbelief. And when you walk in unbelief, you shall be depressed. You shall mourn. You shall cry all the time. And when you don't please God by walking in unbelief, you cannot expect God to act on your behalf. You cannot expect God to perform a miracle for you. How many people want God to move His hand and act on your behalf? Raise your hand up. How many people want God to perform a miracle for your life? Financial miracle, health miracle, healing, and protection. You want God to perform miracle? What do you need to do? Faith. And how can I tell you have faith? Look at your own face in the mirror. If in the mirror you look, or you come to church, you sit down. You don't have faith, because if you have faith, you smile, you laugh, you dance, you sing. Amen. We need to push past the veil. Of anxiety, the veil of anger, the veil of depression and unbelief, and we step in, and we stand up and say, "God, nothing in this life can move me. I believe you are the great and almighty God. You are the greater one on the inside of me. Your grace is sufficient for me. You are the God of the impossibility." You can perform miracle for me. You are the God of the breakthroughs. Therefore, whatever I face right now, I can overcome. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I'm a victor. I'm not a victim. You need to stand up and believe and believe in the miracle of God. And after you say that, after you believe that, you say, "Ha ha ha! Ho ho ho! God is on my side." Even though I don't know the answer, what I need to do. Even though I don't have even a clue what I need to do, but I trust in you, and I believe you can perform miracle for me. I'm gonna smile and be happy. I'm not gonna be depressed because depression get on my way and stop God from doing miracle for me. Amen. Amen. We need to stop being depressed, stop being sad and mournful. In Nehemiah chapter eight, the people responded to God in a wrong way. They were so sincere, but they were mourning, crying, and being sad. And then Nehemiah says, "Stop! Stop! Stop! Stop mourning! Stop crying!" A lot of people think that being soulish or being my my fool is the same as being spiritual. Actually, it's different. Being spiritual means to walk in the spirit, but a lot of Christians are controlled by their feelings, their mind. Everything they go by their feelings. The situation look bad, they will say, "Oh, it's so sad here. It's a hopeless situation." They're not spiritual. When you are spiritual, you are not controlled by your feeling. You are controlled by the spirit of the Lord. 
And when the Spirit of God fills you up, you are so full of faith and you're so full of joy. And a lot of Christians think that they're so spiritual. They pray all the time. They quote the scripture. They sit there and judge people. And they are complaining and mourning and they're crying every time they come to the church. That's why Jesus warned us in Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 to 8. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Many Christians don't pray by faith. They think that God will hear them if they keep repeating the same words again and again over and over so that God can hear them. If you know me long enough, you notice that I don't do long prayers. I pray very short. Be healed. God, thank you for your provision in Jesus' name. That's it. I don't need to say long prayers again and again. You know, what God listened to me is about my faith. It's not about my high words. Or keep saying very sophisticated English words. It's not about that. It's about my faith. God answer my prayer because I speak by faith. And when you pray, don't cry. You laugh. You smile. Don't cry because crying is a sign of unbelief. So when you pray, you pray and you smile and be happy. And you don't need to keep saying the same thing again and again and again. Cry, God, have mercy on me. No, you should say, I'm going to be healed today in Jesus' name. God, protect me. God, give me a parking spot. On my vacation, I look for a parking spot. When I pray, God, I drive into this mall. I need a parking spot in Jesus' name. I say like that simple, boom, come up. In front of me, I park in. I don't have to drive around and around. Because I pray by faith. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So when we pray by faith, we know that we ask is according to the will of God. We can have confidence. We can have faith. That God hear us and listen to us. And verse 15 say in New Living Translation, And since we know he hears us, when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Therefore, when you pray, you know the will of God. You pray by faith. You smile. You laugh. You're happy. You sing song to God. And you believe you get your answer, God will give you what you ask for. It's so simple, praying by faith. How do you please the Lord? How do you please the Lord? How? Walking by? What pleases God? Faith. So depression please God? No. Doubt pleases God? No. Don't be a sober Christian. Everywhere you go, you look so serious all the time. What are they doing here? No, be happy. Amen? Amen. Be happy. Be joyful. Hallelujah. You believe that God hears you, and then God will answer your prayer. Being emotional is different from being spiritual. The move of God is not about emotional junk. That you just show your emotion, crying, and just be sad all the time. When God moves, you have more faith, you rejoice. You're happier. Amen? Amen. Some Christians like to cry. Some Christians like to feel sorrow for themselves. They're not walking by faith. If you walk by faith, you have the joy of the Lord. Don't yield to hopelessness. Don't yield to defeat. Don't yield to desperation. Don't yield to doubt. Rise up and say, I have faith in the promise of God. I trust in my God. Stop crying. Stop mourning. Stop being sad. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, 
eat the fillet, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared, and be generous too. You enjoy, you celebrate, and you are generous to people. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. How many people want to be strong? How many people want to look young? Younger than age. Joy is a life force. Joy minister life to you, strength to you. We are not talking about what the world calls happiness. The joy of the Lord is much more powerful and much bigger than the worldly happiness. Actually, the joy of the Lord ministers to you or imparts to you life and energy of the Lord. It will make you stronger. The more joy you have, the stronger you are. Amen? The stronger you are. So you need the joy of the Lord. Therefore, quit mourning. Quit being depressed. Quit being doubtful. What does depression do to you? What does depression do to you? Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. You feel sorry that you sin against God, you repent. And after you repent, you have no regret. You are full of joy. But worldly sorrow brings death. How many people want to die soon? I don't want to die soon. I want life. Sorrow, depression, hopelessness, being negative, being judgmental, being more sad, drain you, drain energy out of you and make you sick and make you die sooner. But joy quickens your life. Joy gives life to you. After you understand this truth, I hope this truth set you free. From now on, you make a decision. If you start to be sad, even one minute, you stop right away. You say like this, I cannot afford to be sad for two minutes. I don't want to be weak. The world is full of problems. And I have to deal with all this problem enough. I don't want to be weak in the midst of the problem. I want to be strong. So that I can overcome the problems. How can you be strong? You need to have the joy of the Lord. Is that right? We all face problems every day. We all face challenging things every single day. We don't want to be weak in the midst of the problems. We want to be strong in the midst. We don't want to be depressed because depression will pull the plug. And drain the energy out of us, drain the strength out of us, and we're gonna be weak and the problem gonna overwhelm us. But if we're strong, we're full of the faith, we're full of the joy of the Lord, we're strong enough to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We are strong enough to pass through the winds and the storm of life. We can block the arrow that comes from the enemy. We can be strong enough to stop the enemy. To attack us. Amen? So we need to be strong all the time. And how do we tap in the strength of God? The greater one, God, is inside us. How we can tap into that joy of the Lord. How we can tap in the strength of the Lord who is inside us. He's not somewhere else. He is here. God is inside us. How we can tap in and get the strength from God and the joy of the Lord. How? The answer is F-A-I-T-H. Faith. When you walk by faith, you tap in the strength of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. And it's this our choice. Uh, Let me read one more time. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Whose choice is that? 
that you're gonna have faith or doubt, you're gonna have joy or depression. Whose choice? Our choice. You notice Nehemiah say, "Do not sorrow. You make your own decision. Stop being sorrowful." Sometimes I feel sad. Sometimes I feel depressed too when I face problem, and I have to wake up. I have to slap on my own spiritual face. Hey, stop! Because you are being sad right now. You are draining your energy out. You cannot sleep. You're going to be sick. So I have to wake up and say, "No, I will not be sorrowful anymore. I'm going to be full of faith. I'm going to look up to God. I'm going to quit being mournful. I'm going to be full of faith, and I'm going to have the joy of the Lord." Amen. A lot of people may say, "Pastor." You are not in my position, <laughs> Pastor. You are not in my position. If you go through my position right now, you cannot be joyful. You will be mourning. You will be sad and crying. Don't listen to that kind of comments of man. Don't listen to the devil. The devil is not the greater one on the inside of you. The devil will come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. The devil will say to you this way: "Oh, it's hopeless. You are not loved by God. You cannot do it. Look at the situation. It's so impossible. Just stay in sadness. Just look depressed all the time. Don't listen to the devil." Because he want to kill you, he want to make you sad. He want to drain you. He want to put death in you. You need to wake up and say, "No, I'm gonna look up to God. Hallelujah. My God is bigger than my situation." Your children may reject you right now. Your children may not want to answer your email because they're mad at you. But you say, "My God is bigger than my children." I'm gonna lift up this situation to God, and we're gonna have reconciliation. We're gonna be reconciled to each other. Look up to God. Don't look at their response. They are human being. The devil come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. You just praise God, and you just laugh about it. When you hear bad words, you just laugh about it and say, "My God is bigger than this situation." I'm gonna be thankful. I'm gonna keep praise to the Lord always. We are thankful. We are not thankful for failure, for sickness, for destruction, or for sin. We are thankful that God loves us. We are thankful that God's grace is enough for me. We are thankful that even though we may face one difficulty right now, but there are thousands of things in our life that God take care of us. We are thankful for the things that God has done for us, and we believe God can come in and bring the breakthroughs in our life. We need to be thankful. We need to be joyful. We need to have faith that we are not walking by what we can see, Amen. but we are walking by what we cannot see. Hallelujah. What we cannot see is God, and we're going to look up to God. We're not going to look at the situation and be depressed. God is a big God. We're going to look up at God. God can do all things. Amen. So don't keep your eyes on the problem and be sad. Keep your eyes. On the Lord and rejoice always and be thankful always. Amen. Amen. A lot of churchgoers are looking depressed all the time. You know, when you look depressed, you are not a good witness. The Bible says that we should be the salt and the light of the world. When you are depressed, you are the dim light. And when people come around you. Either your coworkers or your family members they come around you, and you look so depressed, so negative, so judgmental, complaining. You look so sad all the time. You never smile. You walk in doubt all the time. Your relative look at you. Your friend look at you and say, "You know, I don't want to become a Christian because if I become a Christian, I look depressed like them. Forget about this. Being a Christian looks so sad. So I don't want to be a Christian." No, you need to be happy. 
And when you are joyful, you're so full of faith, and people come around you, they know that joy cannot come by money, cannot come by properties and materials. They will look at you and say, why are you so joyful? This is what I want. I'm looking for. What do you have? Why are you so joyful all the time? And you can say, because I have Jesus in me. How many people call yourself Christian? Raise your hand up. Do you know that the word Christian means? Christian means little Christ. Or the somebody who looks like Jesus Christ. And how does Jesus look like? Look at the prophecy about Jesus Christ in Psalm chapter 45 verse 7. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore God your God has anointed you, you mean Jesus the Messiah, with the oil of gladness more than your companions. I believe 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was walking on earth, his disciples may look sad, but Jesus walked around with the anointing of joy and gladness. He looked happy all the time. You may argue with me, but the Bible says Jesus was a man of sorrow. Yes, I agree. He was a man of sorrow for a few hours. Why he was beaten up. Why he was crucified on the cross. And why he was taking all the sins and the sickness and the curses of the human being on his body. But before that, he was happy. After that now, he is at the right hand of the Father. I believe he's still smiling, laughing, and be happy person. He's a joyful God. He's not a sad God. Jesus was a man of sorrow. And at that cross, and he said, it is finished. What does it mean, it is finished? It means that what needed to be done for you and me to be completely redeemed, to be saved, to be healed, to be free, to be victorious, had been done by him. He finished the work. And what remains for us to do is to have faith, is to be joyful, is to be thankful, and to praise the Lord. Jesus did everything for us already at the cross. He died for us. He paid the price for us. He did everything to redeem us, to give us healing, to give us victory. What is our job? We don't have to be sad. We don't need to be sorrowful like he was at the cross anymore. We are the redeemed. We are healed by God. We are the victorious one. We are more than conquerors. Look at the person next to you and tell him or her, you are more than a conqueror. Tell the person next to you, you are the victorious one. You are the redeemed one. Amen. So when you know that you are the redeemed one, you are the conqueror one, conqueror, should you be sad? Brother, I'm a, more than a conqueror. I'm redeemed. I'm healed. God love me. No. When you know that you are the conqueror, you know that you are the victor. You are the redeemed. You laugh. You smile. You dance. You raise hand. You praise the Lord. Everywhere you go, you say, I'm a redeemed one. I'm a victorious one. I'm happy. I rejoice in the Lord. His praise is in my mouth all the time. I'm always thankful to the Lord. Amen. Amen. From now on, don't look at yourself as a defeated one. You're the redeemed and the victorious one. You should be joyful. Amen. Jesus already did his part for you to be joyful. You don't have to depend on the pills. You don't need to depend on any materials to be joyful. You are joyful because you believe you are the redeemed. You are the victorious one. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And when people look at you, they want to follow you to the church. And they want to become a believer. Yeah. 
because they know that the believer is joyful and full of faith. Second Corinthians chapter four, verses seven to fifteen. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Everyone, point to yourself. I have the power of God in me. Excellence, power of God. Look at this. This is the word that comes from a man of faith. A man of faith. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, mean dying to the flesh, not to follow his own will. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, death to the flesh, death to sin. That the life or the power of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. You die to the flesh, die to sinful nature, but the power of God manifests through you. So then death is working in us, but life in you. You die to your flesh for the benefit of your wife, your kids, your grandkids, your brother and sister around you because the power of God works through you to bless other people. That's what it means. And since, listen carefully, since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus. And will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes. That grace having spread through that many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. In 2 Corinthians, Paul said that I have been hard-pressed, but I'm not crushed. I have been persecuted, but not forsaken. This is the word from a man of faith. I was struck down, but I'm not destroyed. Listen carefully. No one can defeat a person that has big faith. People can shoot at you. People can try to come against you, but because you are the people of faith, nothing can stop you. How many people want to be the victorious one all the time? What brings victory to you? Faith. No one can destroy a man and a woman who is so full of faith. You shall be victorious no matter how many times the devil tries to attack you. No matter how many times people want to destroy you. You cannot be defeated. Everyone say, I cannot be defeated. I'm the victorious one. Sometimes I watch the karate movie or the martial art movie on the ring. They fight. And I notice that sometimes this big guy Punch Ipman. You know Ipman, the movie. Ipman. And Ipman fell down, and the nose full of blood come out, and the eyes swelling. But he got up, and he fight again. And eventually, this man, this martial art man, won the fight. Because he never give up. He is never defeated. You may look wounded, Blood come out from your eyes, from your nose. The devil attacked you. But because you never give up on your faith, you still stand in your faith, you eventually will win. You cannot be defeated if you stand in faith. Amen? I remember many years ago, I was attacked by very bad skin problem, severe eczema. To the point that my hand all swollen. Whenever I use the equipment to cut the bone of my patient. Because in surgery I need to use a lot of hand to cut. To put the nail into the spine. It hurts. I want to cry. Because it's so painful. But I never complain. I never blame God. I stood in faith for four or five years. 
And I know I cannot be defeated. I have eczema since I was a young boy. I have eczema here on my neck everywhere. But that year, the eczema attacked me so badly. I stood in faith. And one morning I woke up, all gone. Not only all gone from my hand, all the rest of the eczema that I suffered since I was a teenager, all gone. Today, no trace of eczema. God completely healed me from this curse because my family have eczema. My mom, my dad all have skin problems. So it followed me. But I stood in faith. It may take a while, but I never gave up walking by faith. Every morning I woke up and I said, I command you, this skin problem, to go away from my body by faith. Amen? If you follow God, if you believe in God, if you stand in faith, He will not let you go down. He will not let you be defeated. Because He caused you to triumph through Christ Jesus. You shall have victory in every part of your life. Stand in faith. Laugh. Smile. Sing song to the Lord. Don't cry. Don't mourn. Don't be sad. Stand in faith. First Peter chapter 1 verses 5 to 6. Who are kept by the power of God. How many people want to be kept by the power? How many people want to experience the power of God? What is the key to experience the victorious power of God? Again, who... I hope that who means you are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, for victory, ready to be revealed in the last time. I suffered from eczema for five years, but eventually, by faith, I have salvation from eczema, from skin disease. I have that victory or salvation through faith. By the power of God. In this you greatly rejoice. Because you have faith. You greatly rejoice. You smile. You laugh. You sing song. And though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Definitely. I cry sometimes. Because it was so painful. I could not do much work as a doctor. I almost actually applied for disability. But I did not give up. I keep going and going to work as a neurosurgeon because I know the healing is coming. I believe the healing is coming. But I'm not going to stay in depression. I'm going to rejoice in the coming victory. Amen? We all face trials. We all face trials, some kind of trials. Sickness or financial problem or disappointment and somebody cheat you and hurt you. You don't give up. You just keep going. And look at verses 7 and 8. That the genuineness of your faith. Everyone say, my faith. faith. Your faith needs to be tested. Being much more precious than gold that perishes. Though it is tested by fire. Thank God I passed that test. May be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, everyone say believing, Believing. you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory. Believing, followed by joy. Faith, give thanks and rejoices. Doubt, despairs. It's so easy. To tell where I am in my faith walk. It's so easy to tell where you are in your faith walk. If you look depressed all the time. It's an indication that your faith is weak. But if you smile and happy and sing songs all the time. Your faith is strong. The sign of faith is joy. When you have so much faith. You have so much peace. You face shy the peace of God. You smile in the midst of the problem, of the storms. You still laugh. You still have fun, enjoying your life. How can we tell how much faith you have? Look at your countenance. 
Look at your personality. Do you have a lot of faith? I hope so. Can I see the faith in your face? Ha ha ha! Can Mandarin speaking laugh the way that Mandarin laugh? Let's see. Okay. That looked like Pastor Tyson. <laughs> When you have no peace, no joy, you are not having faith that much. But when you are in faith, you're gonna have a lot of joy on your face. You know why you have a lot of joy? Because you know victory is coming. You know the best thing is on the way. You know that the breakthrough is coming. You know you're gonna step into salvation. You're gonna step in victory. It's coming! It's coming! It's coming! May you may not see it now, but it's coming. Everyone say it's coming. Everyone say the best is coming. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! I really preach this from my own experience. In the past 30 years, I faced so many disappointments and trouble. But now I look back for the past 30 years. At that time, I faced the problem. But years down the road, wow, victory comes! Praise God! Now I learned that I don't have to be worried anymore, because no matter what happened today, God is on my side. I know I walk with God. I know God loves me. I know God will help me. I'm gonna rejoice for the coming victory. Yes. I'm not gonna be depressed. Amen. I learned now for 30 years. Hallelujah. John chapter 15 verse 10. John 15:10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept. My Father's commandments and abide in His love. Let me read from Amplified Bible. I can explain to you. If you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live on in it, just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and live on in His love. In TLB. When you obey me, you are living in my love, just as I obey my Father and live in His love. To obey God's commandment, again, the topic of this sermon called pleasing the Lord. To obey God's commandment means to do what He say in the Bible and to do what He say by His Spirit. Logos, logos, and rema, you need to be led by the Spirit. You need to know the word of God, and the word of God has the law. Today we are living in the New Testament era. The New Testament era has two laws in here, which conclude as the law of the Spirit. What is the law of the Spirit? That's what Paul say. The law of the Spirit is the law of love and the law of faith. You walk in love. And you walk by faith. If you obey God's commandment, it means you follow the law of love. Pastor Da and I, we make decision every day. When we face a situation, we ask ourselves: Do we make decision because we love? Do we make this decision because we have faith in God to help us? If we respond in hatred, we are not loving. We walk in love. We walk by faith. We listen to the Holy Spirit all the time. What God wants us to do, we need to listen to the Spirit. What does it mean? I want to explain this scripture. What does it mean? Abiding in love. God is love. The Bible says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life." Okay, God is love. We want to do well or abide in the love of God. Let me explain to you. But God is just. In the justice of God, He will not be able to express His pleasure, His love, His blessing, His grace, 
and mercy to everyone in the same way and at the same level. Listen carefully. God wants to express His love, His favor on us. Actually, I give you example how God expressed His love to me. I abide in His, in his love, which means that I live in the bubble. Of God's manifested full love. Everywhere I go, God demonstrates and manifests His love to me. I experience the love of God everywhere I go because I abide in His full manifested love. He is just. Because I obey His commandments, He shows special love to me. I give you one, two examples. On this trip last Saturday, I got the ticket to go to the airplane. I did not look at my ticket at the beginning. Then I went to the security. So I pulled the ticket out and looked at my ticket. Da, they upgrade us to first class. Both of us. A trip to Hawaii never happened. Because the seat in the airplane to Hawaii always full. But they upgrade two person. This is the abiding love of God. First class. Both of us. Then we went to the hotel, Hilton Hotel. We check in and they say, Mr. Lahaprasit, do you want us to upgrade you? For sure, yes. You're going to be on the top floor. The best room in the building. We upgrade you. And on the way back, before we leave, they come and say, the Hilton representative comes and say, next time if you have that room, you want it again? Sure. <laughs> upgrade us again. They upgrade both the airplane and the hotel, upgrade us to the top, the best. That's called abiding in God's love. Yeah. We live in a full manifest the love of God. Why? Because Pastor Dan and I have been obeying the commandments of the Lord. We walk in love. We walk by faith. He tells us to pastor the church. We pastor the church. Actually, it's funny. We talk that our friends in Thailand right now, all of them are retired. Because they're 60-something now. They're all retired. They travel all over the world. And I and Pastor Dan look at each other's face and say, we're getting older, but we'll have more work. We cannot retire. Because we pastor the church. Being a pastor is not a job. You don't retire. You just keep serving. I'm going to serve this church until 90, 100 years old. I'm still here. I'm not retiring. Because I want to obey the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Yes, we are tempted to be selfish. Yes, we are tempted to be doubtful. Yes, we are tempted to walk in our own way. But I want to encourage all of you. You need to obey the commandments of the Lord. And when you do that, you will please the Lord. When you please the Lord, He will manifest His love to you. You will live in the bubble of God demonstrated and manifested love all the time. And you shall be joyful Yes, when they look at the ticket, ha, ha, ha. First class. When they say, I upgrade you to the top floor, ha, ha, ha. Sure. Why not? Amen. John chapter 14, verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. How many people love Jesus? How do you know that you love Jesus? Not just singing the song. And he who loved me, will be loved by my Father. And I will love Him and manifest myself to Him. God is love. And when He manifests Himself to you and me, it means He manifests His love to you and me. My brother and sister, the key to live a life that's full of joy, full of blessing, is to please the Lord. If you... Please God, by obeying his command, he will show his love to you in a real way, in the daily experience, 
Let me ask this question. If you rebel against him, you say, you know, I learned from some preacher that I live by grace, so I can sin. I can do whatever I want. The grace of God will cover me anyway. I don't need to obey God. I don't need to repent. I don't need to confess my sin. I can live whatever I do. If you rebel against God, will God still love you? Huh? Does he cut you off from being his children? No, he still loves you. But is he pleased with you? No. Don't listen to the junk teaching who say that you're living by the grace and you can do whatever you want. You are covered by grace. No. Yes, God loves you, but he's not pleased. Let me ask the parents in this room. If your children rebel against you, will you still love them? Will you still consider them as your children? But are you pleased? Will you show pleasure? Will you show special love? If your children say, I need a Chanel purse. And your children rebel against you, you will buy for them? No. You will say, just go get the $200 purse, not Chanel. Somebody say something there. What is the key? Pleasing the Lord. He loved you, but the question is, do you please him? How do you please him? Obeying his commandments. Yes, Jesus has paid the price. Yes, he does not condemn you anymore. Yes, he loved you. But the question is, will you love him back and please him? To obey his commandments. When you rebel against him, that disobedience and rebellion will affect your faith. First John chapter 3, verses 20 to 24. Be patient with me. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep how many people want to have a blank check? Whatever we ask, God give to you. Blank check. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. To get God answer your prayer. To get God on your side. To get God to give you favor, to show love to you. What do you need to do? Please him. How do you please God? You obey his commandments. When you rebel, your heart will condemn yourself. And you have no faith anymore. You know God is not pleased with you. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus and love one another, the law of love and the law of faith. Again, believe in the Jesus, the law of faith, and love one another, the law of love. As he gave us commandment, now he who keeps his commandments, the law of love and the law of faith, abides in him and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. I want to abide in God. And when I abide in God, the love of God will be manifested through me. We need to make sure that we walk in the light that we know. I remember after I become a Christian for one year, I learned from scripture that I should give tithe to the local church or to the ministry. Right away, I talked to Pastor Da. We let us give tithe. That is the light I know. I'm not going to be a rebellious son of God. I'm going to obey the Lord. When God called me to start the church, I say, God, I obey your commandments. That is my rema. I'm going to obey you because I want to abide in your love. I want to obey the Father's commandments and I want to abide in his love. I want God to show favor to me, show his love to me. One of the perfect examples of abiding in God's love is what happened to Jesus Christ himself. Do you notice that God the Father answered every prayer of Jesus. Do you notice that? When he says storm stop, the storm stop. When he says multiply, multiply. 
God answer every single prayer of Jesus. Do you know why? Because Jesus abide in the love of God. Look at Matthew chapter 3. I'm going to read three more scripture and then I will finish. Matthew 3, 16 to 17. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Can the Lord speak to you that way? Amanda, my son, I am well pleased. Can he say that? Amen. Hallelujah. Stand, my son, I am well pleased. Why was the father so pleased with the Lord Jesus Christ? What pleased God? Faith. It takes faith to follow God, to believe God, to do what God say, to follow his commandments. This is why Jesus say, I live on earth not to do my own will. Jesus is the man of faith. Look at John chapter 5 verse 30. I will end soon here. I can of myself do nothing as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not, listen carefully, I do not seek mine own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. John chapter 6 verse 38. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Every single day, Jesus was seeking to do the will of the Father. He was a man of faith. He walked by faith. He obeyed the command of the Father. Whatever the Father said, turn right, he turned right. Turn left, he turned left. Heal, he's, he's healed. He would do everything the Father told him to do. His obedience allowed the Father to be completely pleased with him and to answer all of his prayer. And Jesus was living and abiding and dwelling in the manifest love of the Father 24-7. And he could be joyful. He walked by faith. He was a man of joy, a man of peace, and a man of faith. Pleasing the Father. Obey his commandment, and you shall abide in God's love. Amen? Amen. How many people, I will continue next Sunday to end this sermon. I have a lot to share more about pleasing the Lord. In conclusion, faith brings joy and peace. I pray that you will not be carnal Christians who walk, or soulish Christians who walk by feeling and walk by what you see. You walk by faith and you are joyful Christians. Two, you want to please God? How do you please God? So that the joy of the Lord will work in your life and quicken your body, give life, give strength to your body. You tap into the strength and the joy of the Lord and the power of God, the excellency of the power of God that gives you salvation in the days to come by living in faith and obeying what he say, being thankful always. And when you do that, you please God, you tap into him, he's pleased with you, and he will manifest his love, his power in you. And you're going to be a victorious Christian. No one can defeat you. No situation in your life can knock you down and destroy you. You will be a victorious Christian all the days of your life. Are you excited? How many people are going to put this into practice? How many people say, I'm going to walk by faith from now on? How many people say, joy? How many people say, pleasing the Lord? Obeying his commands. 
Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us the biblical principle. How to walk by faith. How to walk in joy and peace. How to abide in the love of God. The full manifest love of God, Father. Lord, we thank you so much for the truth. And this truth shall set us free. Lord, wake us up every time we yield to depression, to hopelessness, to desperation, and started to become sad, become depressed and mournful. Lord, wake us up that we come out from depression and we step in faith and we're going to pray. We're going to trust God. We're going to give our care and concern to you and you will answer our prayer. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we will be people of faith. Just like the Apostle Paul, nothing can defeat us, Lord. We want to walk like Jesus, to do the will of the Father, to obey the commandments of the Lord. We thank you, Father. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and sing a song together before we eat lunch together. Hallelujah. Let's go shopping for joy, amen? Hallelujah. I'm trading my sorrow. Yes Lord, yes Lord, yes yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes yes Lord, man. Let's try this one now. I'm pressed but not crushed, persecuted, abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. I'm blessed beyond the curse for His promise you endure. His joy is to be my strength. Though the storm may last for the night. Joy comes with the morning. I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my sin. I'm laying down, down for joy of the Lord. Sickness go away. I'm trading my sickness. sickness. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying down for the joy, joy of the Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. Lord. Amen. We say yes, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, Lord. Lord, keep this house. Keep all the people who are watching this live stream in faith. And the joy of the Lord is in our heart, in our voice, in our countenance, in our eyes contacts, in our laughter and singing all the days of our life, Lord. And that we shall be strong. We shall be full of life to serve you, Lord. And may this lunch meal, Lord, be the blessing to all of us. Lord, anoint the fellowship. This lunchtime 
We're going to love one another. We're going to encourage one another. We will build each other up, Lord. May the Lord be with us and anoint us and also sanctify the meal and bless those who, Lord, cook for us today, those who prepare all the food and going to clean up for us, Lord, as well. And we pray that you bless Pastor Caesar and his family, Lord, and comfort him and his family, Lord, in the time of loss now, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a good time. Have a good fellowship. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Fly